Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Seary. This podcast is all about providing insights into the inner workings of the mind of someone on the spectrum, and I want to thank you for your support. By learning about the way we think and the way we process information, we can all get along better in society and grow as people. If you find value in this podcast, please make sure to subscribe and also leave a review. A quick five stars helps to expand the reach of the podcast and provide even more value to even more people. So last week we had on the cast uh, a guest named Kyle Strickland. Uh, Kyle has the drive and motivation to make things happen, and I'm glad to be able to call him a friend. If you ever have any tech repair needs, uh, hit up the cell phone repair stores here in Billings. There's one on 24th Street and one up in the Heights. So this week we'll shift about as far away from technology as we can get, and we head into the great outdoors. Now, I'm all about being outside. In fact, when I was designing my business, I designed it around the fact that I can get outside as much as possible and just go play and have fun. Uh, it's designed so much uh, so that over the years I've written literally hundreds of outdoor blogs. And now since I have a good track record of writing about the outdoors, I now can write off every trip into the backcountry as a business expense. because. I need gear in order to write good stories, and so it's all research, it's all business expense, the miles to and from the trailhead are all tax deductible. Uh, just a little side note here, if you're struggling in a job like many left of normal people are, uh, just scroll back to episode 65 for reasons why left of normals struggle with jobs. Uh, if you're struggling, then we should talk. I can help you develop your skills and your passions into something that people will pay for you to do. All right, so now that I get paid to be outside and to go do these things that I love doing, I have to get out there and do them even more often. And usually that's not a bad thing, but there are times where it kind of just becomes work. Uh, because now I gotta go on these trips, I have to remember to take really cool pictures, and then I have to develop a story around it for a magazine article or you know wherever, wherever I'm going to publish this, around that adventure. Despite that extra little bit of work that comes with doing something that I love, it sure beats sitting in an office all day long. Okay, so why the outdoors? Why is this my happy place? It's somewhere that a lot of people find to be dirty and stinky and kind of full of wild animals that want to eat you. Now, three reasons immediately come to mind on what, what makes nature, what makes the outdoors such an amazing place, especially for me as a left of normal person. First of all, nat nature is predictable. Now, if you have followed the Left of Normal cast for very long, you know that we thrive on predictability. If-then statements are what we, what are our mantra, 
if the if I do this, then this that happens. Okay, so when I'm out in nature, there's very little that is actually unpredictable. Even the weather, to a large extent, is highly predictable. And when it rears its ugly head and a big storm comes in that sets me back in my well-laid-out plans, it's still a predictable set of actions that are necessary in order to overcome that setback and come out of it not just alive but thriving. Second reason I love nature is nature is quiet. Many of us on the spectrum have noise issues. Loud noises, too many noises, and things like that somehow wrap up all of our focus so that we really can't concentrate on anything. But when you're out in the woods and all that you hear is the rustling of the wind through the trees, the quiet creates a sense of peace. Which leads to the third aspect, the fact that nature is calm and calming. Now, if you've ever seen a storm, it may appear that nature is far from calm, right? But most storms are predictable. They might be violent and they might be crazy and intense, but they're rarely actually chaotic. So despite what the weather does, nature remains calm in a predictable sense, leading to a calming of the mind and spirit. For those of you who want to know more, just Google the word Shinrin-yoku, S-H-I-N-R-I-N space Y-O-K-U. Uh, it's a Japanese term that literally translates to forest bath or forest bathing. It's the idea that immersing yourself in nature leads to a peaceful and meditative state. Now, there are other reasons why I love the outdoors, and they go a little beyond that meditative predictable predictability of nature. And these reasons are really based more on what I can do and how I can feel important, if you will. In society, when I'm around people, just living life is kind of work. I don't care much for the social stuff, largely because there are way too many rules that everyone seems to know for some reason. And the bulk of those rules are just arbitrary and, quite frankly, dumb. But in the back, in the back country, in the great outdoors, rules have reason. And usually, if you don't follow those rules, you die. I must say I'm really good at following those rules. I haven't died yet. And I really enjoy following those rules because they're logical and they make sense. So let's say I'm with a small group of fellow outdoorsy people. I can flex and be a good leader for the group. And the rest of them will look at me in awe and wonder, much the same way I look at normies in society with awe and wonder, as I try to figure out how they know the rules that nobody taught them. Another reason that being in nature is great is I really like eating camp food. 
those dehydrated meals that you just add a bit of water to them. And I discovered a couple of years ago, you don't even have to boil the water. You just throw some water in there and they hydrate right back up. You just, you pour, pour a little warm water in there. You wait a handful of minutes and you have this like really amazing, delicious dinner or lunch or breakfast, whatever one you happen to be eating at that particular moment. I could eat camp meals like that all day, every day. Uh, it would get very expensive. They are not exactly cheap ways to eat. And of course, I could actually just eat largely the same thing all day, every day, and never get tired about it. Uh, just ask anybody that I worked with over at Northwestern Mutual what my lunch was every single day. Finally, most of my best stories are tales from the backcountry. Tales of maybe it's rappelling down into Crooked Creek in the middle of a rainstorm or trying to kayak across Fort Peck when the whip is the wind is whipping up three foot tall waves, or trekking across Mystic Lake in the middle of winter in an attempt to get to the base of Granite Peak. Adventures just make for better stories. And as a storyteller, I'm all about creating those better stories and maybe embellishing them just a little bit with a tale of like a dragon that we captured while we were backpacking or a sighting of a dwarf somewhere in the priors or perhaps talking about the time I ate my weight in Godfather's Pizza or when Michael Jackson stopped at my house to use the bathroom. All right, so let's wrap this up with a handful of my happy places. So many years ago, Froze to Death Plateau was my favoriteest place in the world. This area is a, it has a kind of an out of this world feeling to it. Now to get there, the normal route, there's a couple ways to get up there. Most people go from the West Rosebud Trailhead to Mystic Lake. Following that path that hundreds of people walk every single day, you make your way up through the trees and then you pop out right at Mystic Lake, right by the dam there, where the majority of the crowds stick around. And only a handful of people will continue up the Phantom Creek Trail. The trail rises up and up, and the trees get smaller and smaller, and soon you're above the tree line. The ground kind of levels off, but to say that the plateau is flat would not be truthful. It's flatter than the mountains around, but it's far from flat. These undulating kind of hills, these rollers, rise you up over 11,000 feet and the sparse vegetation continues to diminish. You see for miles and miles all the way down into the valley below. It feels remote, but it's not remote at the same time. It's kind of like a place where relatively few people dare to tread. Froze to Death has fallen away from my favoritest place, but it still probably ranks in like the top three. What bumped it out of that first place, however, are the Prior Mountains. Just south of Billings, they're nowhere near as huge and magnificent as the Beartooth Mountains, but they have a certain mystique about them. They're barren and dry on the south side and forested and wet on the north. 
riddled with caverns and canyons and legends. They never cease to provide something new, something exciting. There's legends of Bigfoots, or Big Feet. Legends of little people. There are wild horses, hidden treasures, and dinosaur bones, and a whole lot more are all wrapped up throughout this small little mountain range just south of Billings. Getting into these happiest places, though, can take a little bit of planning, and sometimes you just don't have the time to spend a whole day bouncing around in the mountains. So on most days, when the timing isn't right to head off to the hills, I just head off into the garden. Sitting there and watching plants grow, pulling some weeds, and turning seeds into food brings a stillness and peace that's almost as good as a full-on forest bath. Something that I highly recommend you check out, figure out just a small way you can immerse yourself in the outdoors so that you can find that happy place and find that peace that only comes with nature. For now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Please join the Facebook community and find a quiet place in nature to go on Shinrin Yoku and see how a forest bath can soothe the soul. And of course, share this with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.